0: of Why Won't You Date Me, a podcast where me Nicole Byer tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though you could uh, replace all my contact lens solution with your cum. Anyway, my guest today is a drag queen, a choreographer. She competed on RuPaul's Drag Race Season 6. She placed eighth and was a killer lip sync assassin on All-Star Season 6. It's Lagandra Stranja. Yes, Godmama.
1: Thank you for having me. (laughs) I'm so excited to come all over your
0: lenses Oh, thank you It's all I've ever dreamt of Someone to just (laughs) ejaculate into my contact lens solution I got you covered, sis (laughs) Okay, so Laganja, do you like to go by your government name, Jay, or Laganja? What do you prefer?
1: You know what? I love both my names So it's honestly whatever makes you feel more comfortable You call me what you want
0: I guess I'm going to call you Laganja because that's how I was introduced to you
1: I love it, call me by your name
0: I love it. You are, I mean, if people have not seen you perform live, like what you did on all stars, electric, incredible, fun, stunty, gaggy, but like live, you are so vivacious and then also, like on top of the stunts, like you're just really magnetic. So when did you get into dancing? Like when when did the when did we when did we discover that you were good at this?
1: Well, I grew up basically dancing, like literally straight out the womb. My mother always says that I was tap dancing on her belly when I was inside <laughs> there. And um, you know, I was really fortunate that both of my parents supported the arts and had such a love for musical theater. So I grew up dancing probably around the age of eight. I tried all the sports, but it wasn't until they moved me indoors to an air conditioning room with a a mirror where I could stare at myself and be surrounded by women that I found my true self and found my comfortability with expressing myself through movement.
0: I love it. You also are like very connected with your body and- I've had like a couple of people be like, I don't feel connected with my body. And they're like, Nicole, I love watching you pole dance. ants. You feel like you're connected. And I'm like, I'm not connected with my body. I'm like so disjointed. I have no rhythm. How do you find rhythm? This is a very selfish question. I would like to find rhythm. How do you find it? You know what? I hate to break the the bubble, babes, but
1: I think you're either born with rhythm or you're not. You can get better at it for sure <sighs> okay. with class and training. But I think, you know, some people just inherently, inherently don't have rhythm. Um, and it's, it's just really can't be taught, but there's very few and far between. I do believe 90% of people have rhythm. It's just first you got to allow yourself to find that. I think a lot of people block themselves before they ever begin moving. You know, this is something I try to teach in Laganja's dance school, my high heel master class that's toward the world. You know, the first thing I teach is confidence is key. Stop looking at the ground, mm-hmm. put the chin up in the air, put the chesticles out. You got to feel it before you can really move it.
0: But here's the thing. If you are wearing heels and you're not looking down, I feel like that's a good way for you to fall down. No? Well, if that's how you feel, you maybe shouldn't start in heels. Barefoot's a gr- <laughs> uh, barefoot's
1: a great way to start. You know, hey, it worked for Martha Graham, so it will work for you.
0: <laughs> heels are so hard. They are. I I can wear them for like... I don't know, like 20 minutes, and then I'm like, I can't do this anymore. It's too much. It is a lot of work. I'm not going to lie. I'm actually sitting in a pair
1: of heels right now. But, you know, heels for me, I think, represent something so much more. You know, I did just recently come out as trans, and mm-hmm. a part of that truth is that I've always wanted to exist in heels. I love high heels. They make me feel powerful. They make me feel beautiful. And so for me, it's been really amazing to be wearing heels throughout the day, because usually I saved this specialty for myself at night and uh, so that's why even during a podcast today when no one can see I'm still sitting in my lovely gorgeous Steve Madden
0: (laughs) fully glittered rhinestone pumps I mean I love that we all have to do stuff for ourselves that's how you get through you know this life
1: And for me, if I'm not constantly in pain, I guess I'm just not living. So I'm like, (laughs) bring it on,
0: mama. Although I
1: did just get my first pair of Louboutins. And let me tell you, mama, they're probably going to be the first and only because those bitches hurt. Oh, my gosh. I will not be dating Louboutin, period.
0: Well, I feel like so many celebrities, they wear their Louboutins and I'm like, well, if they hurt, why is everybody fucking wearing them?
1: I don't know, girl. The label is not worth it to me. I mean, I'm glad I have a pair, but the the largest size they go up to, I believe, is a 42, which is uh, a women's 11, which I can Uh fit. But my God, the women's 11 is so small. Like those shoes run very small.
0: They run very, very tiny. I feel like all like European-sized heels run very small. I just really wish somebody would come out with a line of wide heels for the big sisters with, with the wide fucking feet because I have to squeeze my fucking foot into a shoe. And I'm like, this would be more comfortable if there was just... More, more shit on it, you know? I
1: couldn't agree more, sister. I mean, there are definitely companies out there that specialize in larger shoes. However, they're always much more expensive. So I would like to mm-hmm. see an affordable shoe for the large-footed woman. Absolutely. Yes.
0: R.I.P. Payless. That was <laughs> a nice place for a big-footed woman to roll in. Because they went up to like a 14.
1: Yes, I loved Payless. I grew up going there at the malls and everything. Same. Same.
0: Oh, I miss Payless. Well, Pleasers, they actually make a pretty decent heel that's like kind of wide, but also caters to someone without a wide foot. I fucking love Pleasers.
1: Yeah, no, Pleaser is amazing. I actually was one of their cover girls several years back. So they're super Ooh. supportive, super supportive of the LGBTQIA plus community. So we love that. And I do love that they carry fashionable shoes in large Mm -hmm. sizes. Cause I think that's also something a lot of time, the larger sizes are smaller heels or we have to, Mm -hmm. you know, miss a little bit of the fashion. And I love that pleaser always keeps that in there.
0: Okay. I have a question. It might be a personal question that you don't want to answer and we can just edit this out. But But wait, 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 wait.
1: Do you think it's because, wait, do you think because we have big feet, that's why people won't date us? Cause I really want to get to the bottom of this today too. Okay.
0: Maybe. Well, I'll ask you about dating in a little bit, actually very quickly. But I do want to know, (laughs) did you feel pressured to come out as trans or did you want to share that with the world? I think both. Okay. I think
1: both. I think mostly it was me, but I think there was a pressure for accountability. So, for instance, I had a huge alcohol problem right after season six of Drag Race, and it wasn't until I, like, came out publicly. And so I came out, and I told people I was getting sober, and, you know, it really held me accountable, and I think it was because of that that I really decided I wanted to tell the world that I was trans. Now, I had told my best friends, most people who were very close to me knew, but mm-hmm. I felt like it was time to come forward and to share it with the world so that I could also hold myself accountable. I feel like I was hiding behind a shell of myself and, hi- mm-hmm. and trying to, you know, well, I wasn't even trying, girl. I just basically didn't exist as myself. I just lived in the shell and then at night I came alive. And so for mm. me, it was in corona that I really realized my truth. Well, not realized that I really owned my truth. I've yes. known I've known for a long time, but it was corona that helped me realize like this is, you know, who I am. Drag is what I do, but trans is who I am. Monica Beverly Hills said that best. And so mm-hmm. I I really did choose to come out for myself, but of course there was a little pressure. I think, you know, when you're a public figure, everybody wants you to be an activist for everything. You know, I've been a cannabis activist for years and, you know, in coming out as trans, of course now everyone's like, okay, so you're this amazing trans activist. And it's like, wait, can I just be trans first? (laughs) Like, can I just exist? Can can coming out be enough, you know? And so I have Mm -hmm. felt a little pressure from people, but I don't do anything if I don't believe in it, first and foremost.
0: Okay, this I love. Uh, when did you start smoking weed? Girl, I've been smoking weed
1: since I was probably 17. I started in high school. My dear friend, Lauren Glenn, was like, Girl, after school, we should go and get medicated before our rehearsal. It will help mm-hmm. you be mm-hmm. so much more mm-hmm. creative. And so I'm really lucky in the fact that the first time I smoked it wasn't presented to me as some drug that was going to, you know, get me high or turn me up at a party. It was presented mm-hmm. to me really in the first at the first moment as medicine, which it is. So I'm really lucky that that actually worked for me. I became a presidential scholar in the arts working on that piece while I was medicated. So <laughs> from from jump I knew that Miss Mary Jane and I would have a very long monogamous relationship.
0: I I started smoking weed when I was in middle, no, high school. And it was, it like also wasn't presented as like this bad thing. My friend Dan was just like, do you want to just go smoke weed? And I was like, well, I've never done that before. And I'm very much a person that's like, well, I haven't done it, but I'd like to. And he was right. like, okay. So he smoked out of his honey bear bong. And then I was like, oh. And we sat under a tree and giggled. And I was like, I like this. And then I started doing like my homework on it on it after i smoked weed i do my homework but also i'm not a functional smoker really in the slightest no i cannot get anything done so like i would smoke weed and then stare at problems and be like it's still a problem isn't it like (laughs) (laughs) now i'm very into edibles okay very very mild dosages like i think i have these little dudes that are maybe two milligrams or maybe five like super duper low low fucking THC count or whatever take those and I just tee hee hee and that's what I like I can't be like super high and do anything Yeah,
1: I mean, you know, it's different for everybody. I think that's why it is a medicine. Medicine affects people differently. And, you know, for me, it really helps me focus and and helps drive my very, very busy days and keep me on schedule. But, you know, for some, it does the complete opposite and takes them off schedule and makes them stop, Mm -hmm. which there's nothing wrong with that. But like you said, time and place.
0: Yeah, I need uppers, baby. Give me that legal meth. I'm on ADD medication. <laughs>
1: I was going to say, I'm a sativa diva, so I can relate. But the meth, you scared me, gal.
0: <laughs> no, I'm on something called Vivance, which is oh, yeah. time released. You can't really abuse it because I told my psychiatrist that I like cocaine. And she was like... I think I've said this on the podcast before, but she was like, what do you like about it? And I was like, oh, that you have a really nice conversation. Then maybe you clean your house a little and you have a good night's rest. And she was like, what?
1: (laughs) I feel the same way. Honestly, truly. Yeah. And (laughs) I mean, and the numbness of the mouth. I like that. Oh, yeah.
0: That's always very fun. Little nummy. (laughs) Okay. So, Laganja, you are single? Fully. Okay. When was your last relationship?
1: Oh, my gosh. Like real one or like hookup? Real one? Oh, honey, we're we're in the decade at this point.
0: Ooh, I mean, I've never been in a real relationship. Really, I have. I'm not that kind of girl. I don't know what it what even looks like. I mean, I would like it, but it just hasn't happened for me.
1: Interesting. Well, I got really lucky, I guess, in the beginning of my life before I became a drag queen. Um, when I identified as a gay male, and I dated my first boyfriend for three years, my second boyfriend for five years and my college boyfriend for three years. So I had a really great record, but something happened, you know, with the drag that I think scared people away.
0: It is interesting when you decide to go an avenue for like a job where it's like, it's like loud, like drag is I mean, you could be a quiet drag queen, but I don't think your type of drag is quiet. I think it's like, no. look at me. I am the fucking show. Yes, down, download my single, Look at Me. <laughs> I love it. Yes, look at me. But like, I think that is intimidating to some people because it's like, well, if they look at you, well, they have to look at me. This is, right. this is too much.
1: No, it definitely, it definitely, I think drag brings out people's feelings and emotions, whether that's positive or negative, because we're not really invisible. You can't, you can't pretend we're not there. We are very colorful. Mm -hmm. We are very big. We are very over the top. And so if you're not a person who likes that, then it sometimes, you know, is confronting.
0: Yeah. Very, very, very confronting. Did, um, dating change after drag race? I would imagine. Yes. Yes,
1: it did. I mean, like I said, pretty much at that point, Well, I never said this before, but so I'm telling you now. I'd been doing drag for a year before Drag Race. And pretty much for me, I really did call drag like the kiss of death. Like it was like once I started accepting my femininity, you know, gay men just no longer found me attractive. Or if they did, it was because I was Laganja and I'd been on television and they Mm -hmm. just wanted to be able to say they slept with me.
0: Mm, Yeah. It is always hard to like navigate the world of do you like me? Do you like my television persona? Do you have like a fetish that I'm fulfilling? What what is going on in your brain? And then we live in an age where like you can't just ask somebody that.
1: Well, I do. (laughs) Do you? Yeah, I think maybe that's also another reason I'm single. I don't have no no time for bullshit, mama. I'm going to say how I feel and I want the exact same from my partner, you know? Okay, so so
0: we're at a bar and I'm hitting on you. Uh Hey. Uh Hey. Hey, LaGondra. Uh... I was just wondering if I could take you out on a date. I would be like,
1: hi, sir. Nice to meet you. What's your name? Carl. Carl, well, where are you from? Uh, I am from Springfield, Illinois. Illinois. Well, what brought you all the way to California?
0: I like the sun and then I decided to buy a convertible and uh, that's what I do. Oh, I'm also an apple farmer. Wow, you just bought a convertible.
1: Now tell me more. Did the apple farming fund this car or how did you do that exactly?
0: It funded the car. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like pretty, I'm thriving with the apples. So, can I take you out?
1: Well, depending on that Apple credit score, maybe we could go out on some kind of date. Where are you trying to take me?
0: I would like to take you to dinner. Where? Oh, that's a great question. Um, well, yeah, you ever been to this special little place called Red Lobster? Okay, see, I'd
1: actually be down with that. You know, I love cheesy bay biscuits. So you know what, Carl? It's a date.
0: See, that was nice. You didn't ask them if they were asking you out for lagandra or anything. That, see, well, I, I'm going to
1: get free dinner first well, before uh, I turn uh, anybody away, baby. Hello.
0: With Carl the apple farmer. A girl's I mean, got to eat. <laughs>
1: I loved that role play, by the way. I was like, I wonder how long we're going to do this. I'm dying.
0: (laughs) I mean, it could have gone for a very long time. I forgot to take my medicine today. (laughs) And now it's too late. Actually, it's not too late to take it. Oh, boy. I just I wish today I woke up and I was like, do I have COVID or did I just smoke too much weed last night? And I think it's like I smoked too much weed last night because I've had like eight tests since I've been back. Um, I, I feel you though. It's kind of annoying to just be like, and what scary, is it? right? Yeah. Is it death or did I have too much fun? Um, <laughs> I hooked up with this guy at one of my shows, and I was like, "Ooh, she's back, baby. She doesn't care anymore." But like, truly, he was in my hotel room, and I was like, "Are you vaccinated?" <laughs> Which is like almost too late to be asking someone if they're vaccinated. A little. He was like, "I am," and I was like, "Okay, good." And then I was like, Nicole, would you have asked him to leave if he wasn't vaccinated? And then I was like, let's not ask ourselves that because I don't know the answer. (laughs) Period. Yeah. No, I think if you've
1: already got him in the room, mama, it's going down. That's (laughs) that's usually my rule. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, boy. He was pretty cute. He was also like from Ireland. So he had this like accent. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm mesmerized by this. It must be so easy for you to get laid. I wish I had an accent.
1: Right. At least here in America, I do think that would help us. Should we maybe maybe we should learn that we should learn an accent and just start talking with one.
0: Madonna Madonna did it. She did. Madonna has it's like a like an Englishy. It's like, it's hard to pinpoint the accent she has chosen for herself.
1: But it works for her. So maybe that's what we need to do, girl. We need to shrink our feet uh-huh. and we got to get a new voice. Okay, we're getting there. Yeah. We're getting there.
0: Maybe I'll talk like Lindsay Lohan. <gasps> my come, favorite. Come with me. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, hello, I am Nicole. <laughs> her accent is so strange. Completely. Completely. Oh my God. That video, you seen the video where she's like <laughs> talking to this family and she's like, come with me. I have a hotel room. And they knocked her over. Have you seen this video? No,
1: but I just assumed that you were just riffing because you literally sounded just like her.
0: No, there's this. it's this insane video. I cannot remember where she is. But she's like trying to take these people's kids. And she's like, come with me. I have a hotel room. I have a w- hot water. I have things for you. And then the parents like knocked her over. And she's like, they knocked me over. And she like posted it on her Instagram. And I was like, but you lost. Why would you, why would you post this?
1: Oh my gosh. Uh,
0: So wait, you started doing drag only for a year and then went on Drag Race?
1: Yes, I was extremely lucky. You know, my mother, Alyssa Edwards, was on season five before me. And I think that, you know, definitely that didn't hurt that there was the lineage Mm -hmm. between the two of us because she was such a breakout star. But I also think, you know, I did create a name for myself here in Los Angeles before the show had ever started. I had a cute little following on Instagram before all drag queens were like at a million like they are now. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I, I definitely think I deserved it, too. But. I definitely think and always give credit to Alyssa for helping me get on that show.
0: The House of Edwards, is it dissolved?
1: (laughs) I wouldn't say so, no. Um, I would just say that, you know, it's going to take a lot of money to get the three... Of us extremely busy, you know, professional ladies back together because we're all all doing our own thing, you know, but um, Mm -hmm. Alyssa absolutely still has her House of Edwards in Mesquite, Texas with her dance students and all her, you know, friends that surround her. So I just like to say that I feel like the House of Edwards has just sort of changed its face. You know, it's not Shangela Laganja and Alyssa anymore, but it also Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that it couldn't be,
0: you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. Um, when you tour, do you, I think it was Ben de la creme who said this, but, uh, do you have clown chasers? Uh, gen- also what, I don't know what your are orient- like, People. What, what are you, what
1: are you into? I don't even know. I love me, you know, a man of color with tattoos, very masculine, seems very out of place at the gig. That's usually who I like. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. And then, uh, do they throw themselves at you?
1: Well, they don't, but that's what I wish they would do. I wish they would be very aggressive and and come on to the lady. You know, I feel, mm-hmm. I feel like that hasn't really happened yet. But I think a lot of that is because I wasn't owning my truth for almost 32 years of my life. So, you know, mm-hmm. things are rapidly changing now that I've come out as trans and I'm not embarrassed by my own self.
0: Were you embarrassed about yourself?
1: I was, yeah. You know where I grew up? Um, people like me were looked at as chicks with dicks and Mm -hmm. I always, you know, was trying to fight this. I really was. That's why I considered myself non-binary because to me it just made sense like, oh, well then you can be both or you don't have to be either. But you know, the truth of the matter is I am a woman. That is how I feel. That's how I've always felt. And um, I'm not a freak. And even if I am a chick with a dick, so what? It's 2021, babe. You know, Mm -hmm. I think the parts between our legs do not define who we are and who we love anymore. At least that's where I hope we're moving towards.
0: I hope so, too. I think it's just so, so boring to care. Do you know? (laughs) Like, the whole bathroom situation. It was so funny. I was in an airport and I was in the, the room, deemed the ladies room, and a man came in. Used the stall Came out Was washing his hands And looked around He went Oh no And I said Hey babe uh, uh, Gender's just a social construct You're fine You got it done Don't worry And he went Oh boy Thank you That made me feel better Because I was just like Who fucking cares Right Who cares I mean I'll go in the men's room The Like if there's a huge line For the women's room Why do I have to wait If there's no line In the other bathroom I agree
1: That's just called, you know, critical thinking. Hello?
0: Truly. It's just, it's so weird and it's so annoying. And I feel weird, like, asking you questions about being trans because I'm like, I wish it was just all normal. Like, I wish I didn't have questions, you know?
1: But I think this is how we get there, you know, is by talking about it, is explaining how we feel and how all trans women definitely have different identities and and feel differently about their body, you know? I think Mm
0: -hmm. a lot
1: of trans women would never even say chick with a dick, you know? But I am just like trying to reclaim that, I guess, because I'm very proud of my body. I love my body. I never grew up hating my body, which is why I think it took me even longer to discover my truth. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't look down at my penis and think, Oh, my gosh, that's so manly. I mean, it's my pussy stick, girl. And I love her. (laughs) And you know what I mean? I just... Because now that I've come out as trans, it has really made me do a lot of work inside and realize that just like you said, gender is such a construct. And I know that I've been making dance pieces about that for years, but now I'm really like taking it on. You know, I'm, I'm super open to dating trans men because even though I've never, you know, touched or been with a vagina, I am Mm -hmm. open to trying because I feel like I've been close to that my whole life. I was told that like, you know, you were attracted to Dick and so you're gay and you're this thing. And now Mm -hmm. I'm realizing like, I just think a lot of that is constructs that people built before us to segregate us, to make us, you know, hate one another. And I really do think at least this is what I hope in the end, it's just that we'll be people. And that's why bathrooms. Yeah. We should all be in the same bathroom. We got to break that stigma. Now, Mm -hmm. if we're ever going to get to where I'm talking about, you know, So I think it'll happen, though. I really do. I mean, the kids are 12 years old and on TikTok and they know more about pronouns and, you know, using they, them than I do. It's amazing, Mm -hmm. you know?
0: Yeah, I feel like a lot of older people are real hung up on the they, them pronouns because they're like, it doesn't make sense. And I'm like, okay, a lot of things don't make sense. Sure, you're used to saying they or them to talk about multiple people, but like somebody's asking you to say it like does it hurt you right and then if you you know like if you're corrected like that's okay too I sometimes make mistakes and I try very hard to remember people's pronouns and if I make a mistake I try very hard to be respectful and be like I'm sorry I fucked up
1: no and you know look I hear other people's you know uh, complaints about they, them, it, grammatically, I understand it doesn't make sense and that it is difficult. I too struggle because, you know, when I was non binary, I still was going by she, her pronouns. I never mm-hmm. felt they, them fit me. But I do have many friends that are, and it is definitely a challenge. But again, if somebody wanted me to call them frog, I would. Like, (laughs) it doesn't matter. Yes, there's going to be an adjustment period. Yes, you're going to mess up. And hopefully the person you're talking with understands your intention is not to misgender them, but rather you're learning, you know, the the Mm -hmm. the grammar pattern and relearning something that you've used to mean two people. And, you know, I, I don't know. I just think, again, like you said, as long as you're sorry, you say you're sorry when you mess up and you just try your best. That's all you can do, you know?
0: Mm hmm. Okay, real quick, we gotta take a break. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it for just 98 dollars a month you get a choice of any six styles each month access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility plus the option to buy what you love i like newly a lot because Sometimes I don't want to, like, own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things. And Newly is very good at, like, having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you get $20 off your first month in Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to Nuuly.com, n u u. L.Y.com that's newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N U U L Y.com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that. Everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit plannedparenthood.org future. That's plannedparenthood.org future. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've been trying to use they, them for everybody. Right. But then somebody was like, well, no, you have to respect when people want to use she and he. And I was like, yes, that is true. That Then I was like, ah, what if I just say you or your name? And I was like, yes. names are good. We could do names. Names are great for everybody. I personally, I've been... <laughs> I mean, it's weird to say misgendered, but a lot of times on airplanes, I'm wearing like a sports bra and I don't have any hair. I shaved it and I'll be wearing a hat and I get a lot of sirs and Sometimes I feel empowered. <laughs>
1: I love that.
0: They'll be like, sir, what would you like to drink? And I say, ooh, baby, a vodka soda. But then sometimes they get like weird and they're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. You're not a sir. And I'm like, I could be a sir. I don't know. I just, it's fine. I do, I don't care.
1: And honestly, same. I mean, you know, look, I have definitely been presenting female. I definitely feel beautiful in it. But are people still misgendering me? They are. And, you know, I've seen some of my sisters react very aggressively towards. That I've seen Mm -hmm. some that like take no stance. I've seen some that educate and I'll be honest for me. I am a no stance gal because I really don't care if you think I'm a sir. That's fine. I know I'm a woman. I don't need your approval just get me my drink. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I really, but that again is different for every trans person. And that's why, you know, like you said, it is so important to recognize people's pronouns, especially when they want them to be. Now my mm-hmm. publicist, she's writing everything and they, them trust and believe for everyone <laughs> because you know, and I get that. I really do. Like mm-hmm. in publications, I think it is easier to, you know, do that. And that's what I mean. There's, it's just going to be a learning curve. Everyone's going to have to try and
0: learn. I, yeah, I think it it is just like, we all, yeah, you said it. We all just have to learn. Learning is okay. I feel like we all think at some point we're like, oh, we stopped learning. We're full grown people. I'm going to do whatever. And it's like, no, no, we all, we have to keep learning. Keeps life spicy, keeps it fucking interesting. I'm always like, what a treat when I learn something new. And this is helping
1: other people and myself be better. So it's like, who cares if it's rough? Who cares if it's weird? Who cares if you don't understand Mm -hmm. it? It's helping that person. Don't y'all want to help each other? Like, I don't know. I I grew up with two high school counselors as my parents. So helping Mm -hmm. people is like a big part of like what I want to do and why I'm an artist.
0: So your parents, they're pretty supportive, right?
1: Yeah, they're very supportive. I mean, you know, it's definitely been difficult for them. I've come out five different times in my life as a drag queen, (laughs) as gay, as a pot smoker, now as trans. You know, so it has been a journey, needless to say. But I am so blessed. I am so lucky. I wish all queer people had parents like mine. Like, they really are so supportive. And even when they don't understand things like my music video, daddy, they just don't watch it. And I love that. You know, I love that. They allow me to be me.
0: I mean, my parents, they are, they've, they, they've passed on. They're dead people. But like, I think it's so funny when I have friends who are like, Oh, my parents watch everything that I do. If my parents were living, I'd be like, guys, there's like some stuff. I don't think you should watch. And there's some stuff. I think you can watch. But like, I'm not trying to make you upset, but also I'm going to like live my life the way I want to live my life and say the fucking things I want to say.
1: Right. We have to. We have to live loud and proud and be bold and beautiful. And, you know, it has definitely been hard for me because I am such a mama's girl and I definitely grew up always wanting to please my parents. But at some point in my life, I just realized, you know, I am worth more than their approval. And Mm -hmm. if they really love me, They'll get over whatever they don't understand or don't like or choices I've made and blah, blah, blah. And they have. And that's why I just feel so lucky.
0: Let's see. How do we how are we going to get you a partner? How are we going to get me a partner? So, wait, okay. collectively, you've been in relationships. You've been in three like long term relationships, one for three, one for three and one for five. That's a long time. So. Wait, when did it start? Wait, how old are you? Wait, I'm trying to figure this out. Sure. So I started
1: dating my first boyfriend when I was a sophomore in high school. Mm -hmm. So I would have been like, what, 15?
0: Something like that. So you were out in high school?
1: Maybe 16. I think I was 16. I was out in high school my sophomore year. My freshman year, I went to a public high school and I was closeted. But Mm. my sophomore through senior year, I got to move to Booker T, which is an incredible art school. In Dallas, Texas. And so, yeah, I was definitely out and proud and had a boyfriend and lived.
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah. I really love that. I love that people, like, more and more get to live their truths earlier and earlier. Like, how cute to have, like, a high school romance. Ugh, it was pretty special. I love it. You know. I wish I had a
1: high school romance. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, sucking the D in the locker room. It was totally that fantasy. Really? Yes, girl. Although you'll die at the story. Oh my God, I can't even believe I'm going to tell it. I was so scared because I'd never done it. And like, Mm -hmm. I didn't really want to, honestly. Like, I was like, ew, (laughs) I thought it was kind of gross, but I just will never forget it because, of course, two seconds in, I was like, I love this. This is sickening. I'm so gay boots. Mm -hmm. Um, You know? (laughs) But yeah, I'll never forget. I was totally scared. Like, I just remember being like, I don't know. And are you sure? And he's like, just do it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I. How old was I? I think it was Seven? Who was the first Dick I sucked? Seven years old? No, I was oh. in seventh Grade I think I was about to say, Or it wow. might have been high school Or it might have been college I don't remember, but I remember the first time I had a dick in my mouth I remember the feeling and I was like, huh This is not what I thought it was going to be It's just like a bunch of skin in my mouth But then I like looked up and I was like, oh He's enjoying this Whoa! I'm powerful. I hold the power. Truly, so many thoughts were going through my brain. I love
1: it. You're so right, honey. Sex is power.
0: Yeah, and I, oh boy, I'm horny. I'm always horny. It's a constant state of being. I'm just like horny, horny, horny. Um, I did have sex. Okay, so it's, uh, it's what, what month is it? August now. So I had sex last month, and I thought that would tie me over, but it doesn't. It doesn't. I'm already horny again. Got to find it. But, okay, so I went and I saw, uh, I had a phone call with a psychic who said that I would meet someone in July. I met someone in July. And then they're like, you're going to meet the one at the end of the year. So that's what I'm trying to manifest.
1: I love that for you. That sounds like a good journey. Thank you. Yes. I'm very excited about it. Yes. Wow. The one they say, huh?
0: Yeah. He said, this is a, a a psychic that I found on the real housewives of Potomac. I figured out who he was. I found his number, called him right up, and he was like, "Yep, end of the year you're going to find your like your person." And I'm very excited about this. Well, if he's from the house of Potomac, it's got
1: to be legit, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was right about July.
1: That's true. The premonition. So- okay. I'll keep my fingers crossed for you, gal.
0: Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. And at least okay, if it's so- not
1: the one, I hope you find some more dick.
0: Thank you. I mean, honestly, I will just like just consistent dick okay. is what what I would like or a person. I mean, I do not limit it. I'm I'm not just trolling for dick. Although, like right now, I kind of am. Yeah. Like, right now, I'm like like just really. Like ravenous for penis. <laughs> like, I just like, I'm like, I want that. Right. I want, like, I want just like a big, big man.
1: <laughs> oh, yes. I'm feeling all just of a, that. A
0: beefy little treat. That's what I want. I want a little
1: treat too. I don't want a big treat. Okay. I'm over the big treats.
0: Mm, yeah. I like a little treat. Sometimes I like a big treat. But like right now, I'm like looking just for like a nice little treat. That won't blow my fucking pussy out. Yes. And then like maybe knows how to eat me out well. Like that's what I think I'm looking for.
1: I'm absolutely looking for same. Hashtag same.
0: Right. But then again, talk to me next week and I'll be like, I want a huge treat. I want to be turned inside out. Call me Rosebud.
1: No, no, no. I will not be. (laughs) I will not be changing it. Mama, I used to have a thing. I used to say on stage, honey, below eight, I'd rather masturbate. But Mm -hmm. now I like to say below eight, you
0: got yourself a first date. Oh that's that's actually that's very funny. It's funny how like shit changes the older you get. You're like, this isn't fucking important to me anymore. Oh no. Don't give Uh, a uh,
1: shit. uh, I am not twenty two and I'm not trying to snap it back like that. Nope. Truly.
0: Nope. I had a training session today with my, (laughs) my personal trainer from four years ago, who now lives in England. We did it over FaceTime and he's just like also a friend. I really love him. Uh, We were talking today and I was like, how is like, you're engaged. Like, congrats. I haven't talked to you in such a long time. Congrats. He was like, yeah, it's nice. I'm finally with someone who's nice to me. And I was like, it's funny how like you said that out loud, but it's the truth. Like, a lot of times people are just mean to you or right. treat you like shit and you just take it.
1: I know which is why I've stayed single for so many years because I won't take it. Mhm. I just won't. I'm not interested. I'm really not. What's the point of having a relationship if it just makes you miserable? I'd rather be miserable and alone than miserable with someone else, truly.
0: I sometimes feel like that, but then sometimes I'm just like, boy, It'd be nice to argue with someone. (laughs) Yeah, no, I argue with myself every day. So I'm good on that one. Fair. Okay. So I feel like you've done just a lot of work on yourself. You seem like so just like secure in who you are. How did that happen? Because people ask me a lot. They're like, how do you get confident? And I have a hard time answering it because I'm like, I honestly just like look in the mirror and choose to like that person. And then when I'm out in the world, I just choose to present myself in a way where I'm like, I like me. Do you you should like me? So yeah. How are you so self-assured? Maybe you have like actual advice for people. Well, I thought your advice
1: was great, A. Eh? And I loved to and I liked how you were like, "And you should like me?" question mark. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very that girl too, for sure. Um, but I think for me, confidence just comes from, yeah, loving yourself. And so, I'm always working on myself to love myself more. I know that's so cheesy, but it really is true and whatever that means, whether that means like I'm eating healthier or I'm working out or I'm being nicer or I'm trying not to yell at my assistant when I'm getting freaked Mm -hmm. out and in drag or whatever it is, I feel like I am trying to always evolve. And because Mm -hmm. of that forward motion, it allows me to just be really confident because I know I'm constantly in work. And when you can accept the fact that you're a work in progress, always, you're never perfect. You're always going to mess up but you can be a better version of yourself than you were yesterday. I think you can be at peace with yourself. And that's why ultimately for me, you know, again, not to keep bringing it back to this, but coming out as trans has been such a powerful thing. I mean, it has truly allowed me to reach such a level. Oh my God. Don't make me cry of euphoria that I've never felt before in my life. And I just feel like it was the last piece of a puzzle. And, Now it's like all the pieces are in place and everything is coming together besides having a man. And Mm -hmm. you know what? I feel empowered and I feel great. And I just think that that's where confidence comes from working. Mm -hmm. It doesn't just happen. You know, like you said, you choose to like yourself and I choose to love myself too, because I only got one me and beating myself up Mm -hmm. for years and years. Wasn't really doing anything like to help me move forward. And loving Mm -hmm. myself has absolutely helped me move. I forgot I have a photo shoot after this, and I cannot cry. Oh, my God.
0: (gasps) Oh, my God, girl. I'm so sorry. I mean, it is a really, like, transformative thing when you can, like, see that you're doing things that, like, help you, and you're not just – Because, like, I don't want to say that, like – Because, like, you can be depressed. I get depressed. Like, sometimes I'm just, like, not happy. Amen. But – you know, there's other days where like I get into a little funk, and then I go, you know, it's not doing it today. Correct. Like, I, I think I wanna, I think I wanna be happy, so I'm gonna put on, you know, a face of makeup. I'm gonna put on a cute little stupid outfit, wear a little crop top, have some people stare at me, and feel good. And not to say that like. Depression isn't a real thing because it's like, I believe in medication. Please go get medicated if you are in a place where you cannot pull yourself out of it. Or smoke some weed. Yeah, or smoke weed. Or like, yeah, like I feel like we stigmatize so much shit. We stigmatize like going to therapy, smoking weed. Like, I have a ton of friends who smoke a ton of weed and get so much shit done that like more shit than me. And I'm like, yeah, people who smoke weed aren't lazy. I just, I'm like, we need to like, I think it's like normalizing. I do X, Y, and Z solely for myself to help me be a better person. Right. Okay, let's take another little break. Warning, things are about to get intense. Like when you stare into the eyes of someone that you really like for a full minute straight without blinking, intense intense heat lasting plump from the hot new lifter plump from maybelline new york formulated with chili pepper lifter plump delivers a heated sensation for an instant lip plumping effect that lasts available in eight sizzling shades honestly my favorite is hot honey and cocoa zing. I put it on my lips and honestly, it did sizzle them. It sizzled them right to the moon. They were plump and juicy and everyone was like Nicole, can I? And I'm like get in line. Can you take the heat? Find your shade at Maybelline.com or a retailer near you. Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. Look around. You can find cars like these on Autotrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Sometimes I'm like, I love myself so much. Maybe there's nobody out there who will love me as much as I love me. I think the same thing
1: sometimes. I really do. I really do. But then I think like, that's such a positive thing to have. Because if you really do feel that way, then it's like, well, screw it. I don't need the relationship. I want it, but also mm-hmm. I'm having so much fun with me. And girl, I love to be alone. As much as I love being with people, I love to be alone. I can put on Netflix, have mm-hmm. my dog, my weed, and my food, and mm-hmm. I will be happy just by myself. And it's taken a long time to get there. I really did. I've run from myself for so many years because I didn't want to confront you know, my truth and i just feel like yeah once you accept who you are and just live it loud and proud and say screw what you think you're better for it
0: mhm yeah i recently started living by myself i had a roommate i've always had a roommate i went from a family to college right a roommate after college lived with a bunch of people moved to la and then for 9 years had the same roommate who like is he was more like family than he was a roommate So then he moved out to live with his boyfriend, and I was like, well, I have to get another roommate. Then I was like, wait, you don't know what you're like alone. You have no idea who you are when there's nobody else there. Like, are you still as performative? Are you still as goofy? Like, what goes on? And I'll tell you, for the first, like, two weeks, I was, like, silent. I was like, hmm, I don't know how to be this person. Now oh boy, do I talk to my dog a lot and I sing for him and I dance for him and it's like, oh, I'm being silly for myself, which is nice. No, I
1: I love to hear you say that because I am so silly and my best friends are so silly. I swear to God, if someone overheard us, they would be like, are those adults acting like children on purpose? (laughs) Like (laughs) we are crazy. But, you know, I think laughter is life's best medicine next to cannabis. I really do. Mm -hmm. And yeah, having a pet, I think as a single person is crucial. You know, I feel like if I didn't have my little dabbers, I definitely would struggle being alone. But Mm -hmm. because of her and because of all the things I talked about before, I love being alone. And I will say in the beginning, it was hard because I, too, was a roommate, family. I had always people. And when I first lived alone, it was really hard. And I got lonely and I didn't have a pet at the time. And it definitely was a struggle. So... You know I mean, this is new for you. You just started living alone, right? Yes. So give yourself a break, too, if you ever feel any of that, because it definitely is an adjustment. But, girl, once you get into it, you're going to be like, I'll never live with anyone else again. <laughs> I can do whatever the fuck I want, when I yes. want, how I want. Yes, Mama.
0: I went swimming naked the other day. Yes. And I would never have done that with a roommate. I truly was like, wait a minute. I don't have to shield my titties from anybody. Exactly. So I took one tit out (laughs) and I took the other one out and I was like, Oh, I'll just take it all off. Yes. And then I was just naked in my backyard. But then I was like, Oh, my neighbors can see me.
1: Oh, totally. My neighbors see me all the time because I'm usually nude for the art projects that I do. Mm -hmm. It's shocking. Um, but yeah, like literally I've just learned to be like, whatever, don't look over here if you don't want to see it. (laughs) I mean, truly, it's my backyard. You
0: don't want to say it. That's truly so funny. Look
1: above the backyard. Don't look down out the window. Look up, look up, look (laughs) out. (laughs) Or if I were you, I would look. There's a free show every night in your backyard, literally. So Mm -hmm. be grateful.
0: Have you ever hurt yourself doing uh, like a jump fucking split? Like that was so nuts.
1: Mama, I'm hurt right now to no other extent. Like, I was in Dewey Beach. I jumped off the stage into the crowd. Dewey Beach. Beach meaning there's sand. So I skid. So that's still healing on one side of my foot. Then here, look, you can see it in our our frame. I Uh jumped, and because my knee is injured right now, I tried to catch myself, and my acrylic nail ripped off with my real nail in the middle of a performance. Then kept going... Ah. During that number, right? Went backstage, had to fu- freaking tape it up and go back out there and do another number where I continue doing stunts. And then, no, it gets worse. Go home and cut my own acrylic that was attached to my nail off. Uh. I threw up. It was so intense. So, yeah, I get hurt. I get hurt. This is what I do for what? the gays. I risk my life. What? I know. but
0: Maybe maybe we dial it back a little. Oh, trust
1: me, honey. Once the hormones kick in and I start getting body, it's over. I'm sitting down and pooching for the rest of my career. <laughs> and I don't want to hear shit from nobody because I gave y'all stunts and shows and shenanigans for over a decade,
0: okay? Once the hormones kick in, I'm just going to be sitting and pooching. That's very funny. I mean, yeah, I mean, when I saw you at... Um,
1: Executive suites. Yes,
0: executive suites, and then drive and drag. Oh yeah. Um, my god, truly, the stunts you do in person are incredible. But Thank honestly, you. for for the safety of you as a person, I would I would love it if you if you maybe did twenty two percent less. Yes.
1: Well, literally the other night, I did zero dips, and my girlfriend. W- who came to the gig with me was like, that's it. And I'm like, yeah, girl, that's it. So it is happening slowly, but surely mm-hmm. mama is, you know, slowing down. But, you know, like last night at my gig, girl, I went full out and jumped off the stage into the crowd and the whole nine yards. So, mm-hmm. you know, it just depends. Oh, it depends on the booking fee.
0: Sure. <laughs> I feel like you're saying that as a joke, but like. No, it on. really does. No, you it really you pay a gal true. more, she'll do a little more.
1: Well, yeah, you want me to risk my life at 32. I mean, it was different when I was 22. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, you got a bottle of vodka? Sounds good. I'll jump from here. <laughs> but now I'm like, uh, I'm trying to go home and actually
0: not mm-hmm. be in pain. So, yeah. Wait, so you don't have a nail on this finger, right? Now. What is going on? What is, what is. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: She's Glovisha for the next two months. Ooh.
0: Oh, my God, that is truly wild.
1: Wild, sis. I was, I'll never, I'll, I've honestly never gagged in my life more than that moment in my life. Like, it was so intensely intense. Like, it was so painful. And there's blood gushing out. And I'm the only one that knows because the audience is just living. And I'm also like, I can't mm-hmm. get it on this costume because it's my physical costume that I wore on Drag Race. And I'm having to tour mm-hmm. the world with it. And it's like, I can't get blood on that. It was just the whole thing. It was the whole thing. But the important part is I survived it. I'm better for it. And now I have more reason to say, well, you wonder why I pooch.
0: Yes, you are a survivor. You made it. Mm, I cannot remember the rest of those lyrics. I'm a survivor.
1: I'm not going to give up. I'm a work I can do better. (laughs) I don't know the lyrics to anything. Me either. Um,
0: Would you do All Stars?
1: No. I, I would love to come back as another Lip Sync Assassin, but really what I'd love to come back as is a choreographer. Ooh, yes, yes, yes,
0: yes, yes. That would be fun. I mean, you truly are very gifted with the dancing. Well, thank but you. But also, I fully get not wanting to do a whole season of television because you get edited in a way where they show you how they want to show you and then and then the children never forget Right. And it's not
1: only that, it's just, it's so much money nowadays. I mean, these kids are going in there with, you know, double digits. Well, not even double digits, like, you know, 20 grand. So it's like, they're Mm -hmm. really going at it. And of course, it's an investment. And of course, eventually, hopefully most of them make it back. But for me, just not a risk I'm willing to take right now financially, A. Mm -hmm. B., I already survived the shark tank once. Why would I go back in? You gotta, (laughs) you gotta want to be able to do that. And I'm, I'm good on that. Um, Mm -hmm. and see, I feel like, you know, this last moment that I just did on all star six was an incredible, like bookend goodbye. Thank you so much. Never forget me. I'm that bitch moment that it's like, I don't even know how I would top that, nor do I have any interest in topping that because Mm -hmm. I don't need to. I don't need to have a title of All Star. I don't need to go back on the show. Would it be nice to gain lots of followers like I just did from this one moment I had? It would. But in the end, that's not why I'm doing this. I'm doing this to forge a career on my own. And I Mm -hmm. just feel like I have been a drag race girl and will always be a drag race girl, of course. But I'm trying to go to the next level. I'm trying to find something else outside of the brand and constantly going back and, and relying on their opinions of you, for me, stops your growth. And so, you know, that's why I always love to go back to the brand because I would be nothing without the brand. And that's why I love world of wonder. And I'm so grateful for everything they've given me. And, you know, I'm so thrilled. They included me in all stars and, and allowed me this moment because they didn't have to do mm-hmm. that. You know, they didn't. And it was a gift. It really was a gift. I mean, it's a made so many people see me finally, which is, you know, unbelievable as an artist and someone who's been in L.A. for so long, you know, just jumping off platforms night after (laughs) night and to finally have the world really see that and it not be Mm -hmm. convoluted with how good my acting challenge was or how I did in that runway or and it was just my talent. It was like such the, you know, verification that I needed to know I'm on the right path because I haven't gone Mm -hmm. back to that show. And the way I went back was exactly how I wanted to do it from entrance, from the look, from everything, and so I feel really good. I'm at super peace with it. I hope they include me on more things because like I said, I love the brand so much. Mm-hmm. I just know my mental stability and my financial stability are worth a lot. And I'm not ready to risk that right now. It doesn't mean maybe, you know, this brand's going to go on forever. I really believe that. So, mm-hmm. so maybe it one will. day when I'm rich and fully a woman and, and where I want to be in my transition, I will go back. But for right now and for many years, no. <laughs>
0: Fair. No, I fucking feel you on that. It's it is tough. It is tough to be under a microscope and then yeah, the financial responsibility of all of it. I fully agree with you because it was it was just iconic. It was fun. It was one of the best lip syncs I've seen on the show. Um I think it should have been a double win. Oh, I do too. think you won, but I do think Trinity really fucking brought it. Yes. And it was just like every, it was just so fun to watch both of you, truly a treat. I think it was because
1: they had a double win the week before. I really do, because yeah, Probably. we we de- we definitely she definitely deserved it as well.
0: But that that if if we were to do a double win between the two, this lipstick. I agree. it was just so fun. Um, but like, okay, let's let's go back to dating. Okay. Are you on the dating
1: apps? No. I like to get on Grindr every once in a while, but it's usually just okay. to, usually just to get the pictures and jack off, and then I delete the app.
0: <laughs> okay, fair. It doesn't take much. I guess not. Just one little picture.
1: Oh no, I want several in a video and maybe a FaceTime call.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I like a video. I'll do a video. I think a picture is uh,
1: useless. Oh, I like pictures. It leaves something up to the imagination.
0: Hmm. Yeah I guess so but like a picture I'm just like There's too much imagination where I'm like I don't know if it's actually that big Why don't you take something next to it For scale are your fingernails dirty I don't know but it's just like In motion like a jerking off video I'm like okay I know what that dick do That's nice
1: (laughs) Okay fair I also see that point of view And now I'm also going to be looking at their nails So thank you because that was something I never thought about God, Now one more thing for me to worry about Great
0: I'm always looking at the nails because I'm like, if you're going to finger me, I don't want tetanus. Like it just (laughs) it needs to be just like just, you know, a little clean, a little kept, a little kept up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to need a nice cuticle cut.
0: Yes, that would be Nice. I mean, honestly, in a dream world, what a treat would it be if I like went on a tour, did a show, found somebody, hooked up with them, brought them back to L.A. with me, and then I was like, you're mine now. That's, that's what I want.
1: I know. I dream of this, too, especially when I go to Brazil. I'm like, come on, one of you, please. Wife, <laughs> wife the doll. <laughs>
0: i've never been to brazil
1: oh she's everything really for me yeah i felt like you know as a blonde-haired blue-eyed little angel yeah they were Mm. ready to tear Mm -hmm. the puss up honey
0: we've never seen this we love it
1: um no it's also because the culture is just amazing i love the music there the food i mean even we saw a soccer game and it was like such a celebration that i was like I think I like soccer. Like it was crazy. Like it was crazy. There's just so much like joy and dance and rhythm there that I love it. Mm -hmm. You know, the food is a little on the meat side for me. It's like lots of meat and steak. And I prefer like, um, I don't know, fried chicken and, like, mm. I don't know, things that are not in Brazil. But, you know, <laughs> it's 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 fierce food. It's got a lot of flavor to it, not necessarily a lot of spice. I think that's also something that's missing. Because, I mean, honestly, oh, my, okay. fa- my favorite food is spicy fried chicken. Like, I grew up on that, and I'm uh-huh. obsessed with it. And it is just, I don't know. I was talking to my girlfriend the other day, and she's like, talking about being vegan. And I was like, I could never do it. Like, I could never give up cheese and spicy fried mm-hmm. chicken. Those two things. I do.
0: Love fried chicken. Have you ever had howl and Ray's? No. It's in Chinatown. They have Hal, uh, H-A-L and Ray's Howlin, like How. Oh oh oh! No,
1: I've never had her.
0: So good. Their fried chicken. I need sandwich. to write this you,
1: down. Oh my phone. Yeah, write on here. it
0: down. You can get it on. I'll yeah. I love a new fried uh, chicken
1: spot. Okay, uh, I have one for you. Then too after this.
0: You wrote it in the chat, and then I wrote it in the uh. chat. <laughs> I want chicken! (laughs) They have... Okay, so they're like... So I like... The wings are fine, but I think they really shine with their fucking sandwich. Okay. And I had their hottest. The hottest is, like, abuse. Like, it's truly... Oh, I don't want that. So hot that you won't enjoy it. But I would say... The mild and the medium. Medium is like pretty spicy. Mild is like toohoo, And then the country is just like, mm, yes, this is just a fried chicken sandwich. It's so good. It's so fucking good. I love that place. What's your favorite fried chicken sandwich in LA?
1: Okay, so I feel bad because I don't live there anymore. I used to live in North Hollywood. And then I also lived in Van Nuys for years and years and years. And there was a mm-hmm. place that literally was outside of a car wash mm-hmm. late at night. And I want to say it's called Rage Hot Chicken. Okay. But I will confirm the name for you because I heard that after Corona, they did so well during the pandemic that they got like a storefront place. Oh, which I is love so cool. That. But they're they have like li- okay. So I love like KFC. Although I am a po- mm. I'm a Popeyes girl, but I love KFC because they have those chicken littles. You know, yes. where it's like, a okay, so whatever those are called, mm-hmm. where there's like little chicken sandwiches, this yeah. place, Rage and Hot, they make those. And they are Ooh. so bomb. Oh my God. I just, I love them. I love them. I forget. Uh, sliders. Mm. That's the word. Sliders. Yes, little
0: sliders. My yeah, me- my meant. medicine
1: like, just... is kicking in. Sorry.
0: <laughs> and now we're
1: talking about food and I'm just like in my happy place. I, I do. I love, <sighs> love, love.
0: I love food. I love me chicken. Too. I wish I could eat it. I, I like I'll have chicken every now and again, but like I just don't digest meat. Well, oh. I tend to break out really badly and I tried everything. I was like, OK, I'll drink more water. It's all the hormones out that they pump into the food. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, it's fucking wild. We eat trash. We do. Like a lot of people are like, I won't take the vaccine. I don't know what's in it. And I'm like, well,
1: you eat Taco Bell, you? right? Like,
0: yeah, you eat Taco Bell. Like you eat organic apples from Whole Foods. Those apples are a year old. Did you know that? No. Yeah. Why do you think everything is in season all year long? It's because I might have said it on this podcast before, but I'll tell you, they put it in these like giant containers, these metal containers. They take the air out of it and they like vacuum seal apples, oranges, lemons, limes, everything that's like not in season. And then they like release them slowly and sell them to, you know, uh, supermarkets and stuff. So that's how you can get everything in season. We're like, If you go to a farmer's market, there's months where you can't get an apple sure, because they're not in fucking season because they're actually growing them. So yeah, everything you eat in a supermarket is old. That's why shit rots so fast sometimes because you're like, this is already a year old. Now it's been in the supermarket for a week. Now it's been in my house for a week. It's actually been in, in it, in its state for a year and two weeks. Isn't that wild?
1: Okay, Nicole. Now, not only am I worried about trades nails, now I'm worried about going. <laughs> now I'm worried about going to the grocery store. Like we have got to end this podcast. I'm getting scarier by
0: the second. What is going on? Okay. <gasps> I'm sorry. Well, oh, we can no, end. It. I
1: cannot believe this about the groceries, girl. That's too much. That's too yeah, much. we
0: eat trash. Okay, look, Anja. I ask everybody this: <laughs> Would you, uh, would you date me?
1: Would I date you? Yes. I feel like no. Okay. Yeah. I feel like our energies would be so chaotic
0: that like literally
1: we would not even be able to go out to eat. Like we would be so loud at the table that like it would just be an issue. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I think normal functioning day to day life would probably be a problem. So,
0: um, I yeah. fully, I fully agree. <laughs> you know, people in the restaurant would just be like, "You have to shut up!" Like that you is a lot, of, and just us showing
1: up in our looks alone, like that would be a lot to take in.
0: Oh, but it does
1: that. sound like a lot of fun. Yes,
0: me too. <laughs> Well, Laganja, thank you so much for doing this. Oh my God, of course. You're absolutely delightful.
1: I think you are delightful too. And I loved just <laughs> laughing you. and kikiing with you and talking shit and getting dirty and just this was good.
0: Yes, I love it. Okay. Well, if you like this episode of Why Won't You Date Me, you can like it. Uh, rate it. I don't know. Subscribe. Apple Pot. I've been doing this for two years and I cannot remember. Not they rate what us.
1: People. Gosh. They,
0: I think, yeah, they can like rate it five stars. Some people have rated it zero stars. Uh, some people say some nasty stuff, but that's okay. Um, as long as you listened, every, every listen counts for me. Amen. <laughs> and if you write me something nasty, I will read it. So this nice person said, Something nasty. When you said wine and dine me on this week's podcast, it reminded me of an old trivia name, Wing and Ding Me, which I would absolutely do for you. I would take you out for wings, then peg you <laughs> at a Lady Glory hall in the bathroom. If we happened to play trivia at the wing bar, I would accept all of your answers without question. And if the MC tried to say you were wrong, I would fight for you. Honestly, that's like really sweet. That honestly that's like not is. very nasty. That's, that's nice anybody who wants to fight for me and did I hear that you got chicken wings in there was that part of it yeah they said wings and dings they were gonna get me some wings they're spot on they're spot they've already heard this episode they're hiding in my house oh no oh, there, comes the- <laughs> there comes the pegger machine <laughs> ah, yeah, ooh, 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 ooh. okay well thank you Aganja
1: thank you so much Nicole
0: okay bye bye
1: This has been a Teen Coco Production. Start clean with Clorox. Because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because I a charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello. Hey Janice, I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera ooh yeah that happens so start clean with Clorox use Clorox products as directed
0: love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places well working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile we have America's largest 5G network so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop we have the 5G speed you need
1: whatever takes you on the go T-Mobile's got you covered